0: Welcome to From the Resort Podcast. It is a new month. It's the first of October, twenty twenty-one. It's the first time I'm down at uh, Mountain House using their hub. And uh, another podcast today. We have a man uh, known simply as Scoop or Philip Chandler. But welcome along to the podcast, Scoop.
1: Thank you, Tim. And sorry, I've been a while to get here.
0: <laughs> no, it's okay, mate. It's fine. It's a Friday afternoon. We've got a beer, so um,
1: your listeners she- will be shocked when they yeah. hear
0: that. <laughs> Cheers to that. Uh, where we like to start these podcasts, Scoop, I guess, is uh, whereabouts were you born and where did you sort of grow up? Early um, in
1: your life? Yep, I had my first 25 years in Christchurch. Sorry, I better put this terrible plug in. I'm a Cantabrian and a Crusader. Uh, and actually, I was thinking before, I, I didn't think I'd ever leave. I, I sort of settled quite well. <laughs> so I didn't think I'd leave Christchurch. I now. I kid people that I knew the earthquake was coming, but I mean, I, I, I felt a bit bad saying that too. But um, yeah, so I spent my first 25 years in Christchurch. Um, about the last three of those, or the last four of those, I was into freelance journalism or writing untrained, and still am untrained to this day. Uh, and wrote for um, a couple of so the old community magazine, mm. wrote a politics column, wrote for a, a charter club magazine. Sorry.
0: Okay, so, so born in Christchurch. That's yeah. where you grew up as a hmm. child. So yep. tell us about what life was like, sort of in Christchurch back, back in those days, and uh, what your sort of fam- yeah. family dynamics
1: were like. That's sort of um, yeah. Well, uh, parents both librarians. Okay. Uh, nice. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Just uh, went to um, uh, yeah. I had a uh, primary school, um, intermediate school, which was just across the road. That was handy, about one doorway, so I could come home for lunch. Yep. And then I went to a one-on private school there called Christ College. I was a day boy. Um and to give my parents a lot of credit, they it was um you know they had to scrimp and save to you know to get me there I wasn't um wasn't born of a silver spoon in my uh in our mouths uh in, in the family and I enjoyed uh 5 years of of, of secondary school. I think I was a, wasn't a great at sport but I was mad at sports. I loved the sporting side of things and I was also quite competitive academically um, so that I was um, in certain, just on the arts side of things I was tended to be often the, near the top or the top of my, um, of my class or, or my year um,
0: So what sports were the go to sports? Well
1: I, I guess where I developed a, a mad uh, uh, keenness for cricket Yeah. Um, in fact I actually was keen on cricket even earlier and I used to, coming from a total non-sporting family which is interesting <laughs> but I would sort of uh, around summer holidays I'd have a transistor with me all this time listening to cricket commentaries and I'd have a cricket ball in my hand you know so it was and then I would cut out um, cricket players you know photos from newspapers and so forth and stick them in and I used to type up scores can you yeah. believe it no, so, I mean, so I, just yeah it's
0: interesting I mean, when well, I was very young I um, yeah. got into doing I was a stats person on well, yeah. an accountant as you probably know um, and stats were one of those things that I sort of got into as a youngster, and respect, cricket was one of those things that I sort of even started my own little games up of, yeah. of working at you know, different things, so it's quite interesting that you sort of do what you, you know, how you sort of did that. So Yeah,
1: um, and, and, and rugby, obviously, in the winter, as I say, obviously, but, um, but as I was never um, huge shakes um, actually playing in sports. I think I was too tiny anyway, really, um, to be Max shakes. so I'd be on... Wing it and playing rugby, but um, the ball would never get to me, and, I would, and I'd hope like mad no one would get near me either because okay. I don't have to tackle them. But I did. I seem to have a little bit of native speed, so I seem to have a bit of a sprint, uh, which people have heard about. Um, uh, so, just fast off the blocks. <laughs> yeah, fast off the blocks. Um, yeah, I probably just, it just takes a minute to get going. Maybe better at two hundred because you know yep. you're then, you're then after fifty metres I'm really going. Um, and yeah, but but for academic I. I um, uh, you to say, English history, you know, the languages, French, German. Um, where I was a complete flop was science. So I was proudly 26 out of 26 in both chemistry and physics. So don't ask me about Bunsen Burners too much, I'm afraid. So definitely arts. Um, and I was just, I think I just had a competitive nature, you know. So as much as it was a study, I just wanted to beat. I remember there was a, a son of a judge who was threatening to. Uh, get better history marks than me, so that was a bit of a, you know, it was a spur. Mm. And then I had a dad who was quite, um, you know, he was a librarian and at university, and, and he would um, would bike into town and he would sort of be, um, on the back of catalogue cards, he would be testing me for language, you know, for for, for, for t- t- exams coming up, you know what I mean? So I think he he was quite keen to see me in as well. Yeah. Um,
0: okay, Re- you remember know. what your
1: first job was that you had as a, possibly as a teenager? Um... Well, I've, well, I suppose well, it be university holiday jobs. I don't think I recall working through my school years. The university jobs, I remember one of my favourite jobs was actually um, uh, as sort of like a on the ground staff of Lancaster Park, the main cricket and rugby ground in Christchurch. So that was, um, you basically paid to watch, well, if there was a cricket game on, you'd watch it, and, then, and at the end of the day, you would have to clean up rubbish, you know. Yep. Or uh, the days it wasn't cricket, I'd be painting a fence. I remember that kind of thing. Yep, yep. And then I remember one summer, um, biking every day, Uh, a long way out down to Lincoln University, you might have heard of, and there was a crop research institute and I was planting seeds or something every day. And I remember um, biking back at the end of the day into these um, famous North West winds, you know, in Christchurch. That was So I was probably quite fit in those days, Mm. you know, without going out and running, I was just sort of naturally quite fit, because a bit wiry, I think. Yeah but that's, that was in my university days anyway.
0: So university, mm. where did you go to? Uh, that was so at Canterbury University. Canterbury, yep. So yep. up at uh, Christchurch, Canterbury. yep. And, I ended and what up was your first um, course you did there? Uh,
1: you I did. What did I do? I did um, political science. I think was my main. Oh, political science <laughs> and American studies. American studies was um, an interesting uh, combination of things. You know, you it was a bit you study literature, then you'd be studying American history, mm. sort of American politics. Uh, and 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 it was even films. So I had to watch some films for for, for my course. It wasn't too bad. Um, haven't watched many films since, to be honest. But um, but yeah, so that was interesting. And I did something uh, without boasting. But uh, in my third year at university political science. I wrote a fifty-page essay, a bit over the top size-wise. Um, on proportional representation. This is in the days we didn't have an MMP. You know, we just had the first past the post. And I was comparing our lack of MMP with um, how the uh, Scandinavian countries went. So, and I had a um, lecturer who just said, it, "Well, it blew his mind that, that I'd done all this research." And so, I was a bit bookish. Um, and, I, and 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 this might surprise people. But I also wasn't um, into boozing uh, particularly much in those days at all. So, um, so I've kind of that's that's been a slight Change. shock for people if they hear that okay
0: so that's um, the uni days political science, science and obviously yep. would have got a degree and all that sort of stuff yep, and then yep. uh, what was your first sort of job coming out of uni that was full time Then.
1: I um, well I, I think I, I I went into sort of freelance I thought i worked out I hadn't I'd never really thought about much what I was going to do for a job you know yeah. um, and I I kind of taught myself into writing uh, articles around New Zealand on politics uh, during the election of 1981, and that was probably my first full year, I think, out of university. My dad actually sadly died, that was actually quite affecting me a wee bit In that, last year, my MA, uh, he died, and he was only 56, Um, and I remember having to borrow a bit of money at times from my mum just to travel around around New Zealand, and um, yeah, I got uh, the idea of trying to write a book on politics, well the book never came, but I ended up... That's when I got my first, probably some of my first published articles was when I would turn up in a, a town like a marginal electorate, you know, ones where, where there's a good battle on, and I would and I'd, um, see the local newspaper editor in Nelson or in um, other places and then pitch him an idea of some stories. And I remember staying, I think I stayed up for about three weeks or something at the Nelson Youth Hostel. You're only supposed to have seen three nights there. but um, And because I was fascinated, I wrote about three or four articles for the Nelson Evening Mail about about their political history, if you like, you know, just talking to people. So, um, yeah, I just combined my, um, you know, obviously having <laughs> written a lot of essays during, you know, university days, um, combined with my sort of um, ability to uh, get on with people, apparently, you know. So I I've, I've combined those two, you know. Mm. So I, I, yeah, I just I've kidded myself that I was a journalist and, you know, as I say, not any training or any uh, expertise, you um, got some published material and of course that that helps you doesn't it Demsie you get something published and that's more chance you can say well I've got something so I ended up working for a publisher in Christchurch who put out um, a couple of um, sort of charter club magazine and a commercial travellers magazine you know and I would do all that um interesting enough about that one about my drinking and all that was that um, he, he was very fond of the booze and if I saw him in the morning and, and that would be fine. But if any time about after about two o'clock in the afternoon, we'd have to go to, a, go to a bar. And that was interesting. So that was perhaps where I started getting mm. the love of the juice, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, going. Um, so, yeah, so I didn't have any, um, I was really pretty much just freelance writing, I guess, until um, yeah, at the age of 25, I, I got a job in in Queenstown, which I still have, 36 and a half years later. Yeah, so you
0: basically moved here when you were
1: twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, and I actually credit my mum or, um, with I think seeing seeing an advertisement for a job down here. Um, yeah, as I say, I was I was I was quite enjoyed Christchurch, and I didn't think I'd ever leave it. So, um, and I still, remember, um, Easter, I, I still remember the first Easter because I started here in March nineteen eighty-five. I still remember the first Easter that would have been a month later, and my yep. folks came down with some other extended family, and I remember when, and I still remember sort of having tears in my eyes when, when, you know, the family left, you know, and I was back on myself again, you know, back yeah. by myself again, um, but yeah, so, uh, Queenstown ever since, I, you know, whether it's something that I, you know, I did say to people at the time, I don't know, but I, I kid people that I only meant to stay for two years, so I kind of stuffed up, <laughs> and yeah. probably thought I would go back to Christchurch, yeah,
0: so obviously be, you would have seen a lot in this town. You would have you, yeah. you would have a lot of stories about Queenstown. You'd have you would have seen it grow from uh, you know I don't know about humble beginnings, but you know pretty uh, you know it's when you sort of yeah. look at the mid '80s to now, it's it's sort of a, a long time.
1: Yeah, but it's interesting. Um, yeah, okay, well, it was a small town, and yet back in mid '80s, um, it was it was it was going gangbusters as well, yeah. um, particularly until that '87 share market crash. Yeah, and I remember writing about all these ideas people had for hotels and it was, it was going, going gangbusters, you know. Mm. So, I suppose it's all comparative. I thought it was pretty amazing but as you say, you look back now and I suppose if I, um, did something, um, that I would regret is I'd, i never even bought any property anything so i still like not have any of yeah. course. But yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, I, what I, I was saying to someone, was it yesterday or today, that I enjoyed those days because, um, you could go to the local bar, pub, there are only about three or four in town and, yeah. And you would um, you'd meet everyone there, you know. And, yeah. I, and I really miss that now because we we're split, were split between you know here and Frankton and, and Arrowtown.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's just not that same feeling. But I, I a number of times I would be, um, you know, in, in the Eikarts bar right on the waterfront. That was yeah. a public bar. Now of yeah. course it's a private hotel. Yeah, yeah. And you'd hear something, you know. And, um, and I remember once coming back to the office close to deadline with a with a story about the local council. The, the, the deputy chief executive of the whole council he'd just done a flit taken a lot of money and he, he'd um, done a runner and yeah. so I came back to the office and my manager and, my, and the editor at the time we were actually just having a drink I think and, and I told him the story and we had to change the whole front page yeah. <laughs> so, so that the, was kind of fun
0: so your first job yeah. uh, when you, when you yeah. moved to Queenstown mm. was that, who was that
1: actually well, you... well that's always been with Mountain mm. Scene the whole so scene, time Mountain, Mountain Scene around. the whole time yep yep, yep, yep. Uh, so, so, and, and those days it was um, independently owned uh, locally owned yep uh, and um, you know, we're talking about whether, you know, mentors, um you know, we had a guy called Frank Marvin was the manager, and he was the one who kind of uh, made, took the paper, which was then about 13 years old, when it was a very sort of a stage kind of, um you know, newspaper and really revved it up, you know, and made it a bit of a, a tabloid, you know, with um, some racy headlines and racy oh, really? stories. So... um yeah, so that kind of he really set the tone and, and um that, that made it very interesting, um, working for the paper because um you you had a few enemies <laughs> of what you did. Of course. Yeah. Um yeah. And, yeah, they were certainly um interesting, hell raising days at times. <laughs> but never boring.
0: No. I guess it's never boring. Mm. There's always something new going on. There's you can always make a story out of something that's just happening, can't you? Really. It's
1: Well, it's yeah, new. I remember um when COVID hit last year I, I was saying to people that, you know, there's a, there's a story under every rock you know because um I guess what I've noticed in the town you know it seems to be either going up or going down so there's a story either way isn't there you know yeah yeah definitely um but um you know it's been um as a show I so finding I still get yeah get a good buzz i guess that's where the name scoop came from well
0: it's yeah, so when did the um, yeah, where did well, the name scoop <laughs> come from well,
1: obviously, it was not until
0: you moved here
1: no not until I got moved here and what happened was uh the office that we were in uh which for those who know town um Uh, was in the Alpine supermarket car park uh, uh, upstairs Mm. and on the ground floor there was a um, uh, fish shop uh, and a couple of blokes Morrie and Mace um, had the fish shop and in those days um, the paper of course nowadays it's all you know it's all um, just goes automatically through computers and you know it's it's set up right away but those days we had to send um, instructions on to um, the printers who would then have to typeset each page before they even did the printing mm-hmm. so and and of course um, there wasn't any other technology involved and so what we did we had to put a whole lot of copy on bags and they had to be um, sent down to a bus which would be down by the where the steam wharf complex is now and it was my job mostly most days to rush out the door and often show my sprinting progress and hair down the road to catch the bus because if we missed it a couple of times um it do would would yeah. jump in a car and go chase the bus, yeah. and if if you, yeah. so um <laughs> these good boys down below saw me spinning that door and said he must be after a scoop. Yeah. Well, I wasn't. I was actually just chasing the bus, but that's where the name scoop came from. Okay. So. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay. The name always comes from somewhere. It's always
1: yeah a little I mean, bit
0: uh, how you may not expect it yeah.
1: either. Yeah. yeah. It's also, I mean, it's not a uh, that original a, a name for a journalist. <laughs> no. Get the scoop. Yeah. But yeah. um yes yeah, so um. That was interesting. Yeah, there a couple of um, couple of characters there. Uh, there was um, yeah. Some people have taken years to realise that there are that one and Philip Chandler and Scoop are the same person. Someone thought that there was um, an the, an the, yeah, yeah. They thought there's a serious-minded guy called Philip Chandler, and there's this rather <laughs> socialising guy called Scoop, and didn't realise it's one and the same. Yeah. <laughs> they got a bit of a shock.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can I can see that, and obviously you didn't yeah. Until you know these things, you don't know these things. I guess sometimes, um, yeah. So those those early years, obviously, you, you haven't left the place. Um,
1: no, I mean, I guess what happened. I mean, after five years, I became editor, so that was kind of like another a bit of a um, uplift for sure. And I was editor for fourteen years, so that was. Yep. Um, and what was most interesting about that was um, probably my relationship with with our manager Frank Marvin, the late Frank Marvin, yep. and and we would because um, he always had a. a um, very careful eye on um, what was going to happen, what were the big stories, because he basically believed that that off good new off exciting news, was how you would sell the advertising. Then, yep. and remember, bear in mind we're a free paper, so it's all based on advertising. Definitely. And so he would say, to get people to pick up the paper, um, we need to have a really good stories, mm. and then that in turn he can help sell the advertising, because the, the advertising, um, especially in those days and probably even now, is, was never cheap. You know, to get you know, in the paper. Um, and what would happen is um on right about a Monday night, um, he and I, and probably just he and I, maybe one or two other staff uh, journalists, uh, would would um, open the open the fridge, have a beer, and then he would find out, ask me what my stories were for this for that Thursday's paper. Mm, yeah. And I still remember um, I'd put a couple of ideas forward, and I thought, oh god, I'm pretty sure this is where the, he would love this idea as a front page story. And then he would say to me, oh, well, what's next? Yeah, you know, <laughs> if you got another one. Well, yeah, we can do a bit better than that, can't we, Scoop? And so, yeah, um, a couple of times I'd be um, have to be on the phone about six o'clock to try and yeah, tease the story out of someone, to get a good yarn. Mm. But um, yeah, so they were kind of um, yeah, they were they were very memorable days. Mm.
0: Um, so with, with Queenstown, generally, obviously since you moved here, have mm. you been able to get get away from Queenstown and go 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 abroad a bit as well? Yeah, well, actually,
1: it took me a long time, um, but in recent years. Until uh, pre-COVID, um, mm. I was having I was having um, two four-week trips around um, Europe, America, and uh, and Canada and Europe. So and having a great time each time. I'd come back and write about three or four uh, feature stories or um, yeah. profiles of former Queenstowners. Yeah, this is the thing about Queenstown is that the people you meet, um, you know, from all over the world. And of course, you know, you've got connections everywhere, haven't you? So you end up staying with people you know all over the show. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, one of my um, I even managed to well, a friend of mine, Steve Wild, who was over in London. Then he he blagged his way into um, ten outside ten Downing Street. We went we, and we did a little um, uh, sort of Facebook interview <laughs> outside ten Downing Street. So I did a few of those around the place as well. Those sort of um, you know little uh, YouTube things, uplift yep. things, whatever. Mm. It's a bit of fun. Uh, but yeah, so um, that nasty COVID things put a bit of a bit of a spike on that. So I'm hoping um, you know. Get my wings again, by believe next year, but I've enjoyed that. Um, uh, yeah, so I've had to, uh, supposed to go to Cook Islands last month, and that's uh, been put off till this month, and that's um we've, we've killed that. But I'm, um, I mean, I'm hoping later this month of October to go to Stewart Island for the first time. So there we are. And
0: where's that, sorry? Stewart
1: Island. Stewart, Stewart Island, the smallest, yeah, the yeah, one sorry, below yeah, South yeah, South Island. Sorry, so yeah, so yeah, never yeah, been yeah, here before. No, never. And away. and last year I went to Hawke's Bay. and hadn't been there for about forty-three years. See, yeah. so it has had some spin-off, hasn't
0: it? Yeah.
1: The, um, the lack of uh, yeah, no, definitely. We've been talking opening.
0: about going to Stuart Island, so I really like to yeah,
1: looking forward to Stuart that. Up. Yeah, um, oh, I don't know if the other another part of the paper that um since we revamped it in about 2014 we've had a um a two pages of social social pages and that's yep. one of my one of the tough parts of the job has been going to all these functions and, yep. and taking photos. Yeah,
0: and no, I saw you taking that photo last week. uh oh, with the, um, um David East Seymour.
1: Yep. yep, yep. So that's um. Yeah, it's entertaining. being entertaining part of the paper. Um, yeah, and I think
0: it's that's a it's a great paper. I mean, I mean, I I started you believe it or not, scoop. I started reading the paper two or three years before I actually moved here, because I had the idea in my head I wanted to move to Queenstown, yeah, yeah. and Mountain Scene was um, obviously you do a bit of a search. You find out okay, what's the local paper. Yeah, and then it's okay. Let's just keep an eye on what's happening in town. Yeah, and leading two years up to Mm. to moving here, and uh, it's just a great paper. and I just used to look forward every Thursday morning just to download it. You know,
1: yeah. No, we've got um, about was it seven years ago we got um, bought out by uh, the owners of the Daily Times, which is Allied Press. And um, I'm regularly asked, you know, have they changed us or you know? But but they they do leave us alone, and they realise that you know this is um, our style was a bit different from you know perhaps some. Some more state papers, I probably shouldn 't get in trouble for saying that you know, yeah. but but they 've allowed us to keep our identity and you know and we were um, we 've got you know good good editorial staff, good editor with, with Tracy Roxborough and colleague yep. guy we 've got a new journalist on board we 've always had um you know, good staff, you know really good competent people, so I mean, that 's helped a lot
0: yeah definitely a good team by mm. the, by the, the way yep. it all comes together I mean obviously you need to be these days, but that 's great that, that um. I mean, the paper is just a really an iconic thing of, of the town in a way, the way I look at it, but, um, yeah, so that's... Well, what, I, what I would say, is, what
1: I'm particularly proud of is, is that, you know, people have been predicting the you, know, the, you know, the demise of print, haven't they? You know, saying, well, everyone, people don't pick up a paper anymore and, and to some extent, you know, with the younger people, that, 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 that perhaps is the case mm. and perhaps, therefore, our audience is a bit older, but um, I, I feel that, you know, we seem to be, you know... Keeping that, you know, um, having the, having the product that's, that's well received.
0: I mean, the advertising is very consistent. Most of the um, most of the people yeah. that are in there are in there quite a bit. Yes. Um, so they obviously must see value out it. Otherwise, they wouldn't yep. continue to advertise. Um, so that's so that's that's very good. Otherwise, building good relationships with many of the businesses. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was talking so um, yesterday. I mean. Basically, when I was uh, talking to the president um, of the, the chair, sorry, of the um, Queenstown uh, Chamber of Commerce, yes, so Ange, yeah. um, you know, a lot of a lot of these businesses in town are small businesses, so they're they're really small. And obviously, you know, we, we've spoken about COVID, how badly they were, were um, affected, but obviously they're, they're still all you know getting out there and they're still helping and advertising in the community and and
1: uh, mm. you know, it's, well, the interesting thing what we found last year, <laughs> it really bamboozled us. Um, is uh, we thought after, you know, the first lockdown and COVID last year that, 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 um, you know, we could be struggling to get advertising and and, and the opposite happened, actually. Um, And I actually felt um, we were getting bigger papers and and, uh, it was like giving us almost headaches to get the papers, you know, to get all the material together and, you know, within the deadline. Um, But I felt, if anything, that after COVID last year, um, you know, the, the community felt more together. You know, looking yeah. after each other, yeah. and I think that 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 came through with the newspaper as well. Yeah, and definitely. I feel that um, under Tracy our editor, I felt that we had a policy whereby we were trying to uh, not just um, beat people into, you know uh, around the head and, you know, when it's tough enough as it is. We were trying to you know trying to be a little bit uplifting as well to the town, and I think that was you know was well received.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So. Queenstown's obviously—it's—we know it's a tourist destination. Um, You would have, in the in the time that you've been here, you would have seen—you know—a lot of famous people that you would have come across. Um, You
1: would have uh, interviewed some of them or been—you know taken them out for a drink. Yeah. Well, one of the things that there was a tradition for a while um, is that uh, each winter festival, uh, the Prime Minister of the day would come down and um, launch it, and I would. And just before they launched it, I would have this interview with them. Yeah. And this used to go on every year with Helen Clark. Yeah. He was the Prime Minister for a long time. And it, then it subsequently happened with um, uh, John Key as well, yep. his yep. first few years. And um, the story happened was, um, uh, so Helen Clark, it, it was interesting, actually, those two leaders, um, Helen Clark, uh, her office would find out, they want to know what subject areas i will be asking her about. And, yep. and she would I'd, I'd interview her even in her hotel room. And um, she was had everything prepared, you know. She had uh, stats looked out on this topic and that, topic, you know, whatever it was. John Key, by contrast, in his office, never asked, you know, what the questions would be. You know, he Not would just wing it, you know, wing it off the cuff. The cuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the story with Helen Clark was um, American Express were the um, for many years the, uh, the naming sponsor of the festival, and they would have a um, a, a function. I think just after the fireworks, you yeah. know, after the official launch of the uh, of the festival for their card holders. But the Prime Minister of the Day would also turn up um to that function and um the function was actually at iCarts upstairs and uh and I was there with and Helen Clark came round and we just had a quick chat and she said at the end of the chat she said, Oh, Scoop, we'll um we'll see you next Thursday and um and I said, Oh god, what's that one, Helen? Um <laughs> I <laughs> what's these on you say your first names. She said, "Oh, you know, the, the new lift at Cadrona. Uh, at I think it was around about 2014 whatever. the new lift I'm opening up at Cadrona, the ski field." Yeah. She said, oh I, I didn't I said I didn't know about that. Um and I said, "Oh gosh, I would have to sort of make, get some transport there because I, you know, I had a car for a long time, but I haven't got a car anymore and well, I don't even I didn't even keep my license on." And um and she said, "Oh, don't worry. I I, I could pick you up." Um so around about the next <laughs> Monday or Tuesday, I rang her office and I said, "Well, you no, know, I'm you know, I'm delighted, you know, to be invited and happy to come along to the Cadrona. But I did say to her you know, that she might pick me up, and you know, thinking, oh well, that's you know, don't want to die wondering, do we? Yeah. And then the office came back and they said, yeah, well, just just turn up to on the Thursday, turn up to over the top, five o'clock, whatever time it was, and I ended up um, in a helicopter with her and the pilot, of course, uh, and and um, with the security, you know, detail with me, and that was it. Yeah. And we were flying over towards Cadrona, and she was talking you know, on our on our. Um, microphones and saying, you know, how's Millbook going at the moment? So it was so when I arrived at Cadrona, um, and I came out of the chopper, you know, with the Prime Minister and then the people were had already, you know, driven over over there and, and they were all in the um, in the lounge and when they saw me turn up they said, Scoop, how the how did you pull that one off? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's I um and then the other story, um, it was uh, yeah, um, I used to say, kid people that um I'm no oil painting, but then uh, when they opened up the Ballarat bar and in, um, in the mall, I, um, a local artist called Tom Brown did and do an all painting of me. So oh, there you I, go. I am in a bar 24/7, <laughs> just in case there's any. <laughs> so that's in the
0: Ballarat. We could go to the Ballarat now. That could be.
1: That would be a good idea. Yeah. It's actually, yeah. Uh, actually, you, you'd have to sort of know it's there because it's it's not that well lit. But that's okay. Yep. Um, but obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually said, look, could you please respectfully just wait till I die? But they didn't want to wait that long. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so um, and what I mean, I guess any other celebrities that sort of come to mind as, who have visited town that you've sort of been able to, um, I guess, uh, build something on. And...
1: Well, I, I yeah, well I had an interview with Jeffrey um, Archer. He's you know quite notorious. Remember he was a Lord Archer. and Remember he ended up in jail for perjury, whatever. Remember that? Okay. Or, an author. Mm-hmm. I did an interview with him at the um, um, at the airport, the Coro Lounge, and he was coming over to. Northburn near Cromwell for a book launch for Paper Plus we're hosting him Um, but Geoffrey Archie a pretty famous Englishman and I still remember to this day he um, he said to me something like um, how old are you Scoop and I said at the time what I was and he said oh he said to me oh you might just make it and I said um Oh, what do you mean by that, Geoffrey um, yeah. or Lord Archie, whatever I got? He said, "Oh, yeah. he said, oh, the demise of print." He said, "You've got another ten years. Um, you, you, I think you might just get through." But he did say that because he came from, I think Cambridge or somewhere in England, where they, they, maybe the local paper hadn't, you know, was had closed or something like that. But anyway, I just remember that one. comment. <laughs> huh? But But um, yeah, I guess huh? <laughs> we haven't had too many international celebrities here lately. Have we? <laughs> yeah,
0: not lately, that's for sure. <laughs> but. Uh I'm sure there's some over there. you get some sports stars that might, may come through there.
1: Yeah, well, someone I've um, caught up with a few times, Ian Botham. You might yeah. recall him, and um, he was great. i still remember um, having a night out with him on the on the uh, uh, on the tiles really, and we were going to bar after bar and we all hours of the night. And you know, <laughs> Botham's like, yeah. <laughs> and then. Um, yeah, were staying at iCarts. And yeah. then the next night it caught up with him and we, we started off again. And then I would say to him, oh, tell me about this. And he said to me, Scoop, I told you this last night. <laughs> so, so maybe he weathered it better than I did. Yeah. But I still actually do remember one thing. He, um, he changed something in the office, actually, because he said, um, um, when I... Um, uh, you, you've got no. You have a caller ID block. You know when I want to call yeah. your office, yeah. And it irritated them all the time. So we you yeah. got rid of that in the end. <laughs> but yeah. you know, it was down to him. You know, because he would say that to me all the time. Why well, you've got this a caller ID? Yeah, because it's one of those
0: things. that you, caller right, idea. it's one of the do you answer the phone or, or don't you, you know? yeah yeah yes yeah, um, yeah. you know usually in Australia it's, mm. the, it's the tax office ringing you know, I, the, think, yeah. <laughs> I think I well, think originally they never, they never
1: <laughs> I think it originally came about because um, from the advertising yeah. side that you know, it was considered to be you know the, the minute they found that they it might be an advertising agent yeah. you know uh, a rep course, might, yeah. might want to speak to them so you know yeah, that's why they put it on but as I say he, he hated that and um, yeah we
0: um, as far as I mean, obviously you've written a lot of articles. You've
1: written a lot of pa- um, papers. Uh, what have you, As far as books, have you written a book? No, no I, I'm, <laughs> people do talk about me. I talk about whether I should or not. I've, I've actually got someone in mind. I've, I feel that I'd be better to, um, just like you and me now. I'd be better to dictate it over over a few, a few Friday bees. afternoons, yeah. and a few beers. What do you think? I've got a, I've got the I've got the title for it. Life is a garden bar. Mm. And in the first sentence is um, a four-letter word starting with F, and it's not fork. No. And that was just to get people's attention, you know. But as yeah. you say, life is a garden bar. I hope um, anyone listening to this doesn't jump in and try and, um beat me to the title, but I, I feel it. We should um, <laughs> <laughs> register it, shall if I? If we ever find <laughs> it, we'll kill it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah please. But uh, yeah, life is a garden bar. Life okay? is a it's, garden
0: bar. Yeah. Mm. And obviously plenty of articles. Magazines? What about magazines? Um, um, stuff in I don't
1: know. I've done a... Uh, I wrote about a, uh, a brewer, I did it for the Mount Cook magazine, I wrote that one, um, about a, a guy called Paul Newman before he, um, that was the Aaraki magazine it was, I wrote that one. But I haven't done much else, I've wrote. obviously, you know, we're, we're um, sister paper of the target 80 times, so, mm. you know, the, 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 some of my stories from mountain scene go into that one, but I did put together, and it was quite poignant, but I did an interview with um, Sir Eon Edgar earlier this year, which... Um, uh, it was obviously very um, I I poignant. that. Was that yeah, in the mountain that scene? Yeah, that was in the Otago yeah. Daily Times, that was sort of yeah. a long read. Uh, well, it was I mean, on the front page, so that was interesting. But um, no, I haven't um, ventured much beyond. Uh, it, w- late, in the late 80s uh, mountain scene, we took over a paper called the Advertiser, Wakatabu Advertiser, and, um, uh, and I was sort of sports editor of that. So for about a couple of two or three days a week, I would um, do their sports pages. Mm. And so I've, I would have to go along on, on a Saturday and watch a rugby game and write yep. the report up. And it, it came out the first thing on Monday yep. morning. But then it was at a time where um, the economy wasn't going so well, so after a couple of years they, they folded that. But yeah, so that was I quite enjoyed that. It was a bit something different. <laughs> <That's> different. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting, um, you know, I do obviously enjoy, you know, writing a um, a scoop, <laughs> you know, a front-page story with a bit of, uh, you know, some great for hard news. But I also enjoy... Um, writing, um, yeah, you know, longer features. You know, writing about, for example, you know, Alan Those Brady examples. in the paper. Yeah. You know, because yeah. um, I guess because I've been around a long time, I kind of, um, yeah, you you you, you think that you know you've got you, possibly if I, be a bit modest about it, but I mean I've got a sense of perhaps the modern history of the town. You know, mm. um, having been oh, involved. Did, yeah. yeah, so I kind of enjoy um, putting together um, pieces that you know reflect on you know where we've come from. Mm.
0: I mean, being here twelve mm. months, it's a, it's a small town. I think. I mean. Brisbane got to a point where it was a yeah. small town for me. Yeah, um, but it, just in a year, it feels like yeah. everyone start starting, everyone seems to know everybody. Um, you know, we'd, we'd know one. It's it's well, net, it's net, interesting. Um, sort of spreads quickly.
1: Yeah, I was actually I've been thinking about this lately. I I feel it. Yeah, I, I was saying for lunch for my lunch at today that um, I really enjoyed those '80s and '90s when you know you would catch up with, with you know everyone in the town that night yeah, and hear yeah. what was going on, and, yeah. and I think unfortunately we're missing a bit of that because we've cause we obviously not only have got a lot of more bars opening, but with the, the town's split up now, isn't it? You know, and you've got front and beyond, yeah, you know. Um, and but but and but I mean yeah. the Arrowtown now is, is to me is, it was like like Queenstown wasn't in a sense, you know. Yeah. And I always remember taking the bus into Arrowtown and. Um, and just because, you know, where the bus parks there and around the corner is the and Tap and I remember thinking to myself, you know, I'm going to get out of this bus I'm going to go straight to the and Tap and I bet I know half the people there and, and I did, you know. Mm. So I think Arrowtown's got a lot of that little local flavour that we yep. don't have in, in Queensland anymore. Yeah. Just the way we're sort of so split up.
0: Mm. So, I mean, the interesting mm. thing you mentioned before, you said you, mm. you don't have a car, you don't have a, you, you may not even have a driver's licence, but you're oh. getting around everywhere. Yeah. Well I <laughs> I
1: um, been a bit spoiled. In the last year we've got a um I got a friend who um is, uh, hasn't got a job at the moment but he drives a a uh, two thousand and twelve Mercedes. I think it's two thousand twelve. Yeah. And uh, in return for me shouting him some drinks. Not not too many of course. He's yeah. driving me. Yeah. Uh he, he'll take me around Arrowtown and we'll you know and then we'll meet someone and then we'll go we'll have a beer afterwards. But yeah, so that's that's very good of him. So that yeah. helps. Uh, yeah, you've got the bus service, of course. Bus um,
0: service is pretty good, pretty good between yeah. Arrowtown here.
1: Oh yeah, I still think you know I did a piece a week ago. I think you know yeah, soon as so we can that, right, yeah. soon as we can get that, as soon as get that service through there, through the yeah, that, that, that'd yeah. be so easy, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. And that would really help Arrowtown too, because I mean you'll have more Queenstowners, you know, prepared to go, especially if they're going to have a few drinks, you know, and mm. spend the afternoon there. I think that'd be a great, great concept. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but. Uh, and how you found the f- first 12 months in this town, Tim?
0: Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, it's sort of, it's it, it has sort of been what I expected. I mean, yep. The people are very friendly. Um, for the you know, Pretty much everyone's pretty friendly when it comes to, the, you know, you, you, you come to a town like this and you expect that it's probably going to be like that. You, I wasn't sure, you know, obviously we we did this on the back of uh, um, COVID. We didn't know what was going to happen. Mm. Um, so we didn't know how that would all play out and what the tourism numbers would be like when we were here obviously the year that we've been here hasn't been mu- much in the way of tourism at all so we haven't seen the the, the, the you know I guess everything being flat out everywhere and so we're not, so not I mean I've seen that obviously a couple of times when I've came here on a holiday but yes, yeah, it's yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it certainly uh, feels relaxed it feels it's got a feel of it um that it just you know, I just love the fresh air and I just love being yeah. able to walk, yeah, walk around. Mm. I mean, I got the bus in today actually to here, yeah, and um, you know, two dollar bus, it's just yeah. it's just fantastic. I mean, we had, we've got we've just got one car between me and my wife, yeah, and uh, that's all you really need, really. Mm. I mean, we haven't we've spent a year and we, at times I thought, oh gee, I would love to get a take a car up to Coronet Peak, but you just get the bus up, or, yeah.
1: The irony or is, maybe. um, the irony is, um, that uh, especially since COVID. Well, early last year um, North Islanders Aucklanders in particular um, have, have fallen in love even more with Queenstown yeah, and yeah. so um, <laughs> Do you know the nickname that my, my wife
0: works out at um, at Five Mile and they always get Aucklanders coming into their retail shop at the Mountain Warehouse and um, there's a plug they, they've got <laughs> a They've got a nickname for Aucklanders. Have you heard that one?
1: Not the Jeffers. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Just another fabulous Aucklander, isn't yeah, it?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <that's the one. laughs> but I mean, who would have believed that you know, the way that property would go? You know, the, the, uh, I mean, the, I, the,
0: I always thought that property would continue to. Hmm to go crazy here and you know well over a million dollars average price yeah uh, for anything now you know it's anything that's got a three bedroom you're paying 1.1 up to three yeah um, which, is, which is crazy if you get mm. anything less than that you might be lucky to be under a yeah million. yeah um, so that's that's the that's that's pretty crazy that's sort of um, getting closer to that Auckland sort of yep. range of prices yeah, um, yeah. hotels um, I mean obviously we, you, meant, you spoke a bit about hotels before there are certainly a plethora of hotels in town. Uh, obviously, a lot of them, you know, would uh, wouldn't have as much as what they would have. But always seem to see we seem to s- see that they're still building lots of hotels here, which is quite interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I think they were. Um, <laughs> they, uh, that's the problem of um, <laughs> all the time I've been in town is that when hotels when you needed the hotels, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they weren't around, and then um, yeah, by the time it takes them to get organised to build, mm. and, you know. Then they can they can get, they can be out of sync with the cycles, can't they? You know. Yeah. But I guess you know they'll be ready for the next cycle. They. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's something I've obviously seen probably three or four different property cycles, you know, or tourism cycles. So you know, that's interesting. So, mm. if you a couple of, th- couple of questions. If yeah. you weren't a journalist, what would yeah. you be? Um I actually I actually can't conceive of whatever else I would be. I, I mean, it would be. Um, <laughs> If I had to be something else, I'd probably be a sports journalist. So yeah, I, I know, but still a journalist. But, but yeah. still a journalist. Um, I, I think it's uh, you know you you you're, you're paid to be sitting in the front row, aren't you? Yeah. Front row of history. Yeah. Front row of Queenstown. I mean, how? Yeah. <laughs> can you believe it? Yeah. No, I, I, I can mm. see how
0: you'd love it. I see how you love you know doing this job for for as long as you have. It's it's um, you know you meet so many interesting people. You get to you know it, it's it's an enjoyable. Thing to find out, you know. To, to, it's, it's, to yeah. me, it's a, always a, an enjoyable thing to improve your knowledge. It's always an enjoyable thing to improve, um, yeah. you know, relations with new people or meet new yeah. people.
1: And I mean, yeah. I mean, you said before, you know, if I wasn't doing this job, well, I mean, I could come back and say, well, is it a, is it a job? Because what was that saying about yeah. you know, yeah. if if you find what you what you want you enjoy in life, you, yeah. you don't you don't you don't consider it work. But mm? Coming back to oh. enjoyment. then so, if you're not if you're not mm. being a journalist. Yeah.
0: What
1: other hobbies have you got, and what, what, what um, do you sort of what are you passionate about? Uh, well, I, I guess I just I I do sort of follow politics, you know, yeah. and um, as a mad Go on sport, yeah, and and, and, and mad, news. yeah, and, and obviously mad on sport. Um, you know, I'm, I'm starting to do some really long walks at the moment. I um, you know I have up till very recently uh, about once a week gone for a run with my personal trainer. I've uh, just slipped okay. off that a little bit, but um, I think well my slightly advanced stage I think um, long walks might be the better way for me to go and maybe hard walks up hills or whatever can't enjoy some of those um, no I haven't but I might, um, that might be my next um, tell you what uh, the number of um, people jumping on e-bikes is phenomenal yeah, now yeah it is isn't it yeah. yeah and the way they can go up the hills yeah when I go to a rotary meeting here it's just
0: like everyone talks about e-bikes that's all
1: they talk about <laughs> it's incredible isn't it yeah, yeah uh, and apparently contrary to some uh, thoughts you still have to, you still get some exercise dude. do it. Oh right? yeah, 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 definitely.
0: Yeah. But, um, you know, the mountain bike tracks are just fantastic here. Um, it's, yeah, there's, there's a lot to offer, obviously, and that's, I can see why people want to live here and there's always something to do, isn't it?
1: Well, this is it, I mean, there's a lot of um, tracks, I mean, I haven't been on those tracks, but above, above Arrowtown, I mean, I haven't done any of those, so I think, you know, big oh, the t- there's
0: a, the one out, um, I, w- I did it once or twice, uh, Nice walking track sort of coming out of Aratown up up the hill, and then you get up and you're overlooking the golf course. It's really. gosh, that could be Tobin's track, is it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's the name yeah there's, there's, a them, there's a few of them. It's the uh, a few of them sort of a gully. That's even if you yeah, just get down there and Yeah. Um, it's a it's really good. Um, mm. Yeah, a lot of walking tracks and lots of hills. And, yeah, that's as far as plenty to do when it comes to, to walking and exercise and recreation.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's, it's good. It's good. As I say, I mean, I. Some people kid me that I, that I never have a day off, but as I say, um, I do enjoy it. <laughs> and as I say, getting out for some of these walks gives, you know, getting me away from the, getting me away from the office.
0: So, I mean, one mm. thing that people talk about, and we spoke about the house prices before, or, um, how sort of, uh, it, it's it's very difficult to even afford to live in Queenstown. Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to have a, a bit of money behind you, or, yeah. or be earning a bit of money. Mm. Um, you don't have a car, so you save no. a bit of money there. Perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> um, but what but do you think about the, the, the I guess being able to live here?
1: Yeah. Well, I actually do, do commend the work of the um, community housing Trust. I mean, yeah. they, they've um, housed you know over about 220 households in this whole District. Uh, you know where people have, you know, they're, 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 they sort of only have to put over up so much, or you know, there's various concepts of way you know to make it more affordable. Um, there's nothing unique. About resorts all around the world are expensive, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think I think people need to perhaps, perhaps um, uh, be more adaptable. You know, the days of, of of a section we can't keep, you know, ripping up countryside, can we? To develop no. more subdivisions. I think um, people need to be thinking about living in apartments. Um, you know, in parts of Europe, um, the, the greater percentage of people never, never, never own freehold, do they? You mm. know, so um, yeah, I think, um, and also. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we, as I say, I don't think we can continue to bulldoze in uh, rural land and create subdivisions, you know, forever in a day. Um, and so I think, you know, the, uh, so having more apartment buildings, um, you know, I mean, some of these apartment hotels at Fracton, maybe they would, be, you know, be ideal for for residential. I mean, look, you can walk everywhere. And this is... Turn, there's, there's turn a, some g- of
0: these hotels into residential. Maybe, yeah. Long term.
1: Yeah. yeah, maybe. And yeah. I mean, I, I commend there's another group called the Lightfoot Initiative, you know, and they're, mm. they're promoting like mad the idea that, um, you know, people should think of it other ways apart from cars. I mean mm. you know, that seems to be one of the biggest topics in the last two years has been all about the traffic, hasn't it? Mm. You know, down the Frankton Road and, mm. and Ladies Mile, you know, and um and uh, you know, I mean people need to be thinking about, you know, other ways to get to work or, mm. or
0: I attended a breakfast a few months ago mm. with. Um, you know, I was wanted to know what you, th- um, mm. Rod Drury, mm. now the Zero founder. So mm. obviously, accountant, Zero software, Rod yep. Drury. That's, yep. that's how I sort of, like, well, idolise him a bit for being able to you know, do that. Um, now he's here. He's in town. He's donating money left and right, and getting involved in all these different projects and things like that. I mean,
1: have you had a chance to really sort of talk to him? Like no, that? no, no, no. He, he's. Um, I need to reach out to him. Yeah, it's <laughs> <He's laughs> a hard
0: thing. I'm try to reach out to him when he... <laughs> I did get permission to record some stuff, oh, but right. I. Um, but yeah, he's, oh. he's a. He wants to, I think he's sort of the, of the. He wants to keep himself private. I think I'm. I'm just you know
1: hoping I will bump into him in some social engagement because you know hey,
0: yeah you know I'm sure I'm sure we'd get on well. Yeah, I'm sure he's. Uh, he's definitely a talk. Yeah, he's got. You mm. he
1: can sort of yeah. Oh he's, he's been fantastic. I mean, that's where um, you know, we had poor you know, so on Edgar who died this year. I mean, we've been. Yep. Blessed with um a plethora of, of these um yep. philanthropist types who um you know have come here for the lifestyle and um you know and, and, and contributing hugely to the area. You yeah, know, definitely. to cultural events and to the environment and mountain bike tracks and yeah, you know, oh, we we're just um
0: you know, it's amazing really what we've got. Do you, do you like the, the snow mountains do you go
1: up there um, no the I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not I'm not a, I'm not up in the mountains I actually prefer in England the summer so I'm possibly in the wrong spot here uh, but, but summer's uh, always good but least. yeah yeah. but I mean yeah I mean and then perhaps you wouldn't want it every day so maybe you, know, you appreciate it more when you haven't got it every day as I say I think the four seasons are pretty amazing about this town you know mm-hmm. um, the autumn we get some great seasons here and I mm-hmm. think spring's fickle the weather's very fickle but it's um, it, 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 it always um, yeah it's pretty amazing I reckon
0: yeah, oh, definitely amazing. Now, this little you bring me this
1: article here. Yeah, well, my editor um, wrote a story about me when I when so turned sixty. Here. About the, yeah, um, and so um, yeah, that that tells a lot of the things we've already talked about um, yeah. about how I got the name of Scoop. And um, uh, well, a good line here was um, he imagined he had never he never imagined he'd leave Christchurch. And jokes, the only reason he hasn't left Queenstown is because quote I can't be bothered packing twice. <laughs> I think I would have enjoyed myself anywhere, but Queensland's been a bit of a bonus. It's an amazing community, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I mean, that's sort of coming up to 36 years or something, Mm. working for the paper. um, You must know quite a bit of what's going on. You always always seem to be known
1: before most people. (laughs) Well, the interesting thing about it is... um, uh, yeah, you know, you'd think because I've been here so long, I should know more people than ever. But but in fact, I find, um, like for example, in this mountain house, I'm, these presumably all local people, I don't recognise anyone. No. Um, so the growth of the town has outstripped my ability to know so many people, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but hopefully, I mean, this is where it's great. Those um, chamber of commerce functions, yeah, and, you know, yeah, exactly. every I month. I love, and,
0: I love the chamber of commerce functions. Yeah. And obviously, that's. Where we met, um, yep. you've probably seen each other two or three times, here at least. Oh, those—they're great networking
1: um, um, outfits, aren't they? Uh,
0: yeah, great. Um, they, I mean, I, we had a similar thing back in Brisbane, and yeah, um, yeah just the same sort of thing uh, mm. on a, a different time, but it, you know, usually toward the end of the day. Mm. And uh, you know what they do here—they get the sponsor to put on drinks, and yep. it's, um, it's 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 really really good. And you meet so many different people, and that's how I get people for the podcast, I guess. Is you know, run into a few people, see if they want to be a, you know, participate and all that, and I really do, do appreciate you, um, you know, being That's on right. the podcast to participate and share what, we, what you've shared today. I mean, when you shout me a beer, you know, I mean, <laughs> how can I say no? How <laughs> can we say no? <laughs> um, I guess anything sort of, uh, we might sort of wrap things up soon at the, yeah. at the three-quarter hour mark. Um, I guess is there any sort of, anything else that you wanted to sort of touch on as far as Queenstown in particular, or your life? Uh, anything that, uh, I guess, in, in your little notebook there that y- your, 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 your writing's
1: just as bad as mine, I think? <laughs> yeah, well, like, people say, well, I shouldn't worry about losing my notebook because no-one else could understand it. It's, it's my own hieroglyphics. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I think it's a little bit like, um, was it, was it um, that, that lo- logo for the Dulux paint? Just keep on keeping on, you know? Mm. Hey, And um, you never take it for granted, you know? Yeah. And um, enjoy it and hopefully... Um, it's still adding value, you know, yep. and um, as I say, I, I kind of uh, hope that uh, well, you know, you got um, you're adding value and, and still having a good buzz out of it, really. Yep. Yeah. Apparently, you do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's good. No, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I might have missed. Any, oh, uh, you sort of spoke a bit about, I guess, one of your mentors yep. was um Marvin Frank Yeah Darwin, Frank Marvin yeah yeah he was is, um, he was amazing yeah some, something that sort of uh, guided Junior really these mm, in
1: particular yeah yeah
0: um obviously a great team there at mountain scene they do, you know they're, they're, they do some really good articles um I mean, you know at rotary we heard stories about um you know what guy Williams has been up to all oh, right uh, in relation to one of the guys that was stuck in um in uh, MIQ or trying to get back from new sydney so he made a phone call and apparently um, something happened anyway. So, uh, so some good uh, good things that you guys do really, you know, and I'm sure you've done lots of lots of things to help lots of favors out for people over over many. Well, I, you know,
1: I think that yeah. That, to be honest, I think the fact that people do really want a story told, you know, whether yeah. it's about some community event, says to me, you know, that that yeah, you know, we're still hitting the right notes. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, they they're they're very keen. So we're. we're as I say, I mean, you could say we're only as good as the last issue as well, can't yeah, you, you know? Because, yeah. you yeah. know, what do they say? It's, mm. t- it's tomorrow's fish and chips, isn't it? Definitely you know?
0: the, way, the way. Obviously, it's well-edited. Mm. I mean, you, you obviously know how to write a, a good article. Um, and that, those are the <laughs> things that, as, you know, there's always... A, when you look at that and truths and all that sort of stuff, people always look at media and say, well, that's not always right. Or I mean, uh, they always say, okay, well, that's, that, no, that's, you know, a point of view. Yeah,
1: no, I know what you're saying. I mean, it's... um. That's what I said. You know, you has got it as your last edition, as I say. You know, and you um, uh, you, you try and be as accurate as you can. You can, you know, we're all human, can't we? We all yeah. make mistakes, but um, mm-hmm. and and hopefully we we own up to those, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think um, ticking in the written word, eh? You know, people like you know, they there for a whole week, isn't it? They pour over it, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah, but um, so yeah, I do just kind of hopefully pride myself on you know on the accuracy of what I'm putting out, or you know. Yeah. But yeah, and also you you try, you try and be um, fair-minded too. You know what I mean? Like you you you've got to you know, and it's not just for legal reasons, it's just for mm. moral reasons. You know, you've got to get the other side, don't you? You know, yeah. and and give them fair warning. You know, mm. rather than leave them you know with no time to respond. So I think yeah. um yeah, so I think if people can see that you know there's this effort to be balanced and you know yeah. reporting as well as you know getting stuck in, you know that that, that gives you respect too, doesn't it? It
0: does certainly does. Now, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast, Scoop. <laughs> that's right. Thank um, you, Tim. I know you've got some other engagements to get to, so I'll um, certainly let you um, see what the, where you can get the next Scoop from. Uh, but, yeah, that's great. Thanks for that. We, we may catch up again and have another chat at some point. Good. Um, but we'll catch up for a drink. Or that both. sounds a good to them both, yeah. Um, but, yeah, great great facilities here. Thank, thanks for coming along. And, uh, no, no, appreciate great, it. Mate. Thank
1: you. Thanks so much, Tim. Cheers. No
0: worries. Thank you, listeners. If you got this far? <laughs>